2: Wastelanders, Vault Dwellers, welcome back to the Fallout Lorecast. This is your host Tom, or Robots, and today I'm doing a different episode, a little bit than what I've been doing lately, because I have a guest, a wonderful friend of mine who has been on the show and is back for the first time in a while, Dave Chaffins, as I like to say, of the internet,
3: which... Dave Chaffins of the internet (laughs) is a great... I, I feel like that the Queen of England, or King, I guess now, has given me that title. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yes it's your official title from the, the king of england and i'm not sure why that was or is your title i don't remember the origins of that but hey we're just going to roll with it and dave is our mm, resident uh cryptid expert can we call you that
3: i think that that's safe i think that's a safe uh, uh, title to also claim I have many a titles I Wear many a hats
2: you you're currently wearing like seven hats you're like the Amazing. you're like that pirate in the Pirates of the Caribbean ride with all the hats on as they pillage the village pillage, the village.
3: pillage the village
2: that's my new indie band
3: name yeah that's good right with um, uh, panic at the pillage. <laughs> panic panic
2: at the hat pile um so anyway welcome back to the show man it's been a while you and i uh will eventually get the starfield lore cast rolling as we get more information coming up in like the next few weeks and we'll, we'll be putting that back out there it's everything keeps getting delayed with that so that's it's uh
3: spaceships to have a delayed launch i would say you know yeah. the, the bad weather. they call it off and then they got to pull back and save it for another day
2: Right. Yeah, it totally makes sense. But here today you are here because we've talked about in the past the Mothman Fallout 76 cryptids. Recently, I went over some of the the two new cryptids that are coming to the game and their real world uh, connections and all of that. That was on the last episode. But I haven't covered yet the Smiling Man, this character who has shown up recently in the game and is kind of this creepy dude. And he seems to have connections to the whole Mothman thing. So today's episode, I'm going to go into the details about what we do know about the smiling man, what the dialogue shows when we when we talk to him and then some real world connections. And that's where you're going to kind of come in here. So you ready for the ride, Dave?
3: I'm ready to get on the
2: ride. All right, everybody, all aboard. All right, so here we go. The Smiling Man is this character who walks around. He, there are a few specific locations where he can randomly appear in Fallout 76 if you want to find the details on that in order to try to hunt him down. All of that stuff is online. It's easy to search that stuff. Um, but I want to get into the details about, like, who this is and what happens when you talk to them because they're a very weird character. The first thing you will notice is is that they're wearing like a white and gray. It looks like a colonial outfit, basically a colonial outfit with like a vest and like a, what's that called? Like it's not a tie around his neck,
3: a kerchief. Is it a kerchief? (laughs) Is that what that is?
2: Yeah. So he looks kind of old timey, which is a little weird because most people aren't wearing those. Although some people are. And uh, if you look at his face, he has this very, very, It's uh, rectangular. If you look at him straight on, his face is very symmetrical, very rectangular. And he has this weird grin, which is part of why he's the smiling man. He's just it's its you know, when you try to smile with just your mouth and not your eyes.
3: It's the opposite of what Tyra Banks tells you to do. But yes, I'm familiar.
2: Yeah, it's not smizing. It's the other thing that makes you look like a serial killer. Like your eyes are saying your mouth is saying hi, nice to meet you, and your eyes are saying murder, murder. Yeah. It's that thing? Um, yeah. That's what he looks like. And here we go. I've, I've uh, pulled um, some of the dialogue here from, from your conversations with him. There are multiple options, but sometimes you only get to choose one of the multiple options. You don't get to go back. So here, listen to this.
4: Salutations. Do not be afraid. I do hope I have found you well.
2: So this is what happens when you first see him and you talk to him. He, salutations. Do not be afraid. He automatically comes across just kind of odd. Right. And then the options for this are um, salutations. Nice jacket, buddy. Who are you? And back off, weirdo. And so you could choose each of those. They each have their own Ingrid, options.
4: A pleasure to make your acquaintance. What are you called?
2: So that's if you ask, you know, like, who are you? And then you can tell him your name. You can make up a name. You can say, let's be strangers. Have we met before? You seem some seem familiar. So let's just go with the tell him your name option. We'll see what he says here.
4: Of course it is. The pleasure is mine. So nice to see a smiling face.
2: All right. So then you can say, what do you want from me or what are you doing out here? And we're gonna go with uh what are seeking you doing a here?
4: Seeker who cannot be found. Or perhaps it is I that am lost. I have been away a long time. It appears that much has changed during my absence. I have such sights to see. Perhaps you can recommend a local peculiarity. So I've been gone for a
2: long time. Sounds like he's coming back, like he used to be here, but now he's back what's going on with that per- perhaps he has sights to see he wants to see what's going on and then perhaps you can recommend a local peculiarity and the mm. options here are you should try to find the mothman or you should track down the sheep squatch or watch out for the Grafton monster or keep an eye out for the snallygaster or you're the strangest thing i've seen today <laughs> those are the options and if he has something to do with the Mothman, that it would make sense to choose the Mothman one, which then leads to a very short conversation of a very short response like, oh, that sounds like a good idea. I think I'll I think I'll go look for that or whatever, which I have a feeling is the same thing that happens if you go to all the rest of these options. I don't know because I haven't been able to find all that data. And it's not like you can have this conversation and then go back and try the other options like you can with some NPCs. It doesn't let you do that. So... Um, the weirdest option here is you're the strangest thing I've seen today which is the bottom option so
4: let's go with that one I like that yes I am in no way special nor spectacular you have my thanks for your time and company before I forget I must go I do hope to see you again
2: alright so he's like am I I'm not strange or peculiar in any way Uh, thank you for your time and company, right? Like, he's got that, like, weird vibe thing still going on. Now, you can wander off, you can stand here for a minute, and he says some other things, or you can attack him. This is what happens if you just kind of hang around for a little bit. Okay.
4: Ever dance with the devil under a blue moon? I've heard the moon can be Baloo, and I trust that to be true. Better the devil you know than the devil you don't. At least, not yet. I really must be on my way, as must you.
2: And then he just kind of repeats stuff. So, Ever Dance with the Devil Under the Pale moonlight" is the line from the old Batman movie from like the late 80s, early 90s. Right. Um, The Joker says that ever dance with the devil devil to the pale moonlight right right so and the fact that he's smiling so he's got kind of that joker kind of quality going on um so that there's that and then more references to devil and that kind of stuff so that's weird right like it seems like there's a lot of referencing going on and then if you attack him if you even do one little thing if you just punch him you don't have to you know take out your you know, laser gatlin and blow him away. If you even just do one little thing, he disappears in a black poof. That's very similar to the effect of the Mothman with the Mothman takes off and lands. Mm-hmm. And he just disappears. He's gone. It's not like you knock him over like stuff comes out of him or something. He just like he's gone. Uh he doesn't attack back, he doesn't become aggressive, he doesn't say anything. Just disappears. So That's the smiling man. And aside from some of the other conversation options, which you probably have to run into a few times to actually find all of those. I don't feel like those are significantly different. I don't think he says anything too far beyond uh, what we see here Um, from what I've seen. And I've looked up a few different videos. I've seen a few of the different options. But for the most part, he just kind of gives you a awkward and cordial response, no matter what you say. And then wishes you a nice day and be on your way and that kind of thing. we both have places to go. that kind of thing. So
3: there's kind of an uncanny valley, like quality to your interactions with him, it seems. Like yeah something is not right.
2: Right. Like you know you know that feeling you get when you talk to like most people? that they're like engaged in this conversation in the same kind of way you are. And even if you don't really understand each other very well, there's still that attempt to engage. Um, and you feel that with NPCs. In fact, that's the way NPCs and g- games are designed is to try to feel like normal people. They kind of, you say a thing, they carry the conversation forward. They ask you something, in response, you know, like you kind of, there's that back and forth, right? This feels like, a a conversation like the disguise version of a conversation like the character is not only wearing like a physical mask but is also wearing a personality mask like I too am human like you human
3: yes yeah it it feels like that it feels like that there's some sort of act or or plotting to it a bit um, where it's 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 too nice yeah people people can be too nice like in that regard and come off kind of strangely um especially if you watch like any kind of like serial killer or detective movie um generally the bad guys will walk into a place and be like hello sir or madam (laughs) please see your kitchenware you know stuff like that
2: yeah they come across like across very stilted and unable to connect with other people that kind of thing Right. Yeah, so here so let's if we dive into the wiki on the the fandom.com wiki we get some more information the smiling man claims He is either seeking a seeker who cannot be found or teases. He may simply be lost These are some of the other variations that come up in dialogue He says he wishes for the vault dweller to experience their own sense of happiness His comments suggest he is returning to Appalachia Possibly from before the Great War as he says much has changed during his absence at some point, he came across Stephen Scarberry. Stephen felt the moth. Uh, I'm sorry. felt the Smiley Man had a cold personality. So this comes up as well. Stephen Scarberry is another like sort of pseudo companion kind of character that you can get in Fallout 76. He came from one of the um the one of the uh, game boards. He was one of those characters you could you could. Win out of that, I guess you could say you can earn out of that. He's a follower of the winged one, which is a sect or it's like a, a sub cult of the Mothman. And it's the mm. subcult that specifically worships the red eyed Mothman. So not the wise one, the red eyed one. And uh, <clears throat> there's uh, there's some more details about him, but we'll have to do a whole episode about the different cults and things like that. So he has interacted with somebody who worships the Mothman. And Stephen will tell you that the Smiling Man has a cold personality. Now, you tie this on to the fact that he introduces himself. The Smiling Man introduces himself as Indrid and is said to have a cold personality that leads us to the name Indrid Cold. Indrid Cold is very much tied to the Mothman mythos, right?
3: Right. Very much so.
2: So... That leads us to think that, OK, either this is in injured cold or it's somebody who knows that mythology and is playing a character on purpose that could go by a similar name or something like that. Right. It leads to some speculation about that. Um, so that's that's most of the the information we get out of the game itself. Any thoughts right. here before we move on to like a deep dive into the mythology and stuff?
3: I think that this, I think the speculation of like, you know, is it something natural? Is it something unnatural kind of disappears because, um, nobody has like a, no enemy disappears with that, that black cloud of smoke. Like, uh, you kill anything. It's just going to fall over or you attack something. It's going to fall over. Like we've never had outside of the Mothman in the games disappear like that in that, in that mechanical way, I guess. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so unless somebody figured out, you know, the the old Assassin's Creed smoke bomb, <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> I don't. I I think that there's likely something more supernatural to it than what than what you would perceive as somebody just like dressing up as the character just from the interactions in the game.
2: Right. Like so. To your point, if there's a person who's running around role playing as injured Cold because he happens to be a fan of the Mothman and the mythos and maybe worships them or something, then how do they do the disappear thing? Right. Like that is clearly a supernatural quality. So that leads the conversation more of a direction of is this thing that looks like a person, a thing? Is it a cryptid? Is it a an alien? Is it what is it? Is it is it an alien wearing a person suit? Is it a cryptid that has the ability to shape shift itself into looking like other things like what is going on with that because you're right people don't just poof and disappear in, in black smoke
3: i mean that's just a general rule that that <laughs> unless you're batman or Ezio Auditore, you're not <laughs> uh, you're not disappearing in a cloud of black smoke that's a we have that written in the bylaws of just like geneva convention stuff
2: <laughs> right right it's against the laws um so that seems to be where the information from the games Leads up to and that's about as, as far as we can get with that side of it. Uh, tell you what we're gonna take a quick break I'm gonna go thank our patrons and We're gonna dive in when we get back into the real-world lore behind Indrid cold and Why this character is so weird and maybe some connections that we can draw to the game. So don't go anywhere
4: Hello
2: there, old chap! Good to see another of General Atomic's finest still eager
4: to serve!
2: All right, here we are. This is the middle of the show, and of course, you are all familiar with this because this is where we get to shout out our new patrons and thank all of our patrons for their support. That includes our newest patrons, Omni Clark, Skyler H, Germinator, who briefly went away and came back, and Polaris. Welcome to the Patreon, everyone! Thank you for being here and for your support. And thank you to all eighty of our current patrons, including our Sentrybots, Cooper, Dylan R, Germinator, Larry D. And Mark C., thank you for all of your support. I really do appreciate it. And uh, if you're interested in checking out the Patreon and all the different things you can get, ad free episodes, t shirts, stickers, joining us on future patron chats, all of that stuff, head over to patreon.com slash Fallout Lorecast. You can check out everything over there. Also, we have a new review this week that came in on Apple Podcasts. This is from uh, Miss Carter or Mr. Scarter. I'm not sure because all the letters are jumbled together. I think it's probably Miss because of the name later that's given is Sarah with a farm D. So, let's say Miss Carter writes, great podcast for new and old fans of Fallout. My husband started me on Fallout 4 and 5. Years ago, Now76 takes up more of my game time. This podcast is great for learning about earlier Fallout game lore without getting spoilers and inspired me to start playing New Vegas. I've learned so much about the overall story and more pieces fell into place with different factions. Robots also has a really nice voice that is mellow enough to play late at night while rocking my baby back to sleep and keeps my stress in check at work. All Fallout fans should listen. Sarah with a farm D. Uh, on twitter so thank you so much sarah and um if anybody else would like to leave a review on apple podcasts with some words five star reviews will get read out in the future plus you can rate the show on spotify and you can even leave comments for the most recent episodes because that's now a spotify thing so all of the kind comments on that stuff would be super super helpful and lets people know that the show's worth checking out so thank you for all your support let's move on with the rest of the conversation about indrid cold if
1: you any questions about Nuka world I'd be delighted
2: to answer them all right Dave so I know you are a wealth of knowledge about all of this stuff that you you love all the Mothman stuff and Indrid cold is um, it, 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 would I be right to say that Indrid cold shows up even before we get a lot of Mothman stuff isn't isn't he involved really early on in the stories
3: um, yeah, the, surprisingly, that's one. That's one thing that people, most people, don't know is um, Injured Cold. Actually, uh, there's sightings of him across a lot of America, um, coming into the, this Mothman incident, particularly in the 50s and 60s, of a similar description of a man in, in disheveled clothing uh, that has a natural smile that is asking questions, um, typically around incidents where. Um, a lot of them are alien sightings. Um, alien sightings pretty much originated, in, well, you know, in the modern context originated in the fifties, um, and so he was coming in around the same time that a lot of uh, government agents, they called them G-men in the day, uh, were coming in to uh, not. I wouldn't say investigate, but more keep a pulse on things, it seems.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Now, the descriptions of him early on were
2: basically a, a, a strange-looking fellow in with a funny smile in kind of a black and white suit. He had that 1950s-style kind of G-Man black and white suit thing going on.
3: Um, Some some of them, yeah. Some of them have the black and white suit. Other descriptions of Indrid Cold, are, especially around the Mothman incident, the first uh, incident was, um, he was wearing black and white, but others, it seems like that he was wearing kind of a plaid ish suit. Mm. All of them describe them as being terribly ill-fitting. So what they're saying <laughs> is this man does not have a fashion sense. Right. Uh, right. That That's kind of the, the general like theme across them is it looks like that this, what people I think are saying is it looks like these clothes are not his clothes that he clearly has stolen these clothes from something or somewhere or someone.
2: Right. Like they were not sized for him. So right. either, either it took them from somebody else or just bought them right off the rack and didn't bother having them fitted. So, right. uh, so the character in the game, the smiley man is in a very black and white and gray kind of suit, but it's old timey. We're not looking at like fifties suit with a tie. We're not looking at like blues brothers or, you know, <laughs> like that, that kind of style. Right. Um, it's more of an old timey, like revolutionary kind of outfit, but it's still colorless. Like some of the outfits that we've seen or we've heard of injured cold wearing. So there's that right. there's the smiling face thing. What other things do we know about real world lore injured cold?
3: Um, the, there has been a number of just different corroborated incident incidents um, with them. The most prominent one that kind of set the stage oftentimes with these like cryptid or alien sightings uh there's a single incident that people kind of like oh i rally my story around that that's also what happened to me um mothman is the same way mothman appeared several times in west virginia and even parts of virginia during that time of the um the the original mothman sighting just of people's stories connecting together so that was
2: the 1960s yeah 1969 late 60s and then and and then into the 70s for like that what most of it was within like the winter of that year right
3: yeah i think it was in november um the 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 original sighting happened but um on the same day as the sighting uh there's a man uh coming up the interstate to um well i guess it was the interstate coming up the interstate to go to um i think it was parkersburg and um he saw a giant chimney flying sideways <laughs> yes um, I remember this <laughs> um and it lands and blocks his car and a man gets out of the giant chimney uh smiling man in disheveled clothing a black and white suit um and approaches the car and asks him for uh directions to Point Pleasant and um essentially this guy tells him oh you know this is you know this is how you get there Blah 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 he gets back in the vehicle and flies away <laughs> it's um,
2: due this direction just fly like the crow this way right
3: later on the same man has a vision or a telepathic communication from the same being uh identifying himself as Indrid cold and that he is from the nyamid system uh which is some sort of galaxy out somewhere and that he is an alien Mm-hmm. um that's that after that incident in a telepathic communication i want to make that clear <laughs> right for all, for all the real historians in the house uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. that's after the flying chimney incident
2: right so a skeptic would say this guy was probably just drunk or high it was 1969 <laughs> so right. maybe something happened there and then uh maybe there's some sort of psychosis also going on or other drugs involved later when he got the telepathic message um Non-skeptics would say, well, if you're going to see a flying craft that you don't recognize, you're going to describe it as whatever it is that you closely re- resembles that. So an object flying in the sky that looks like a sideways chimney, maybe that's just the shape of the object and that's just the way to explain it. Dude comes out in is like humanoid humanoid guys form and has a conversation and then builds a link with this character that he was able then to telepathically communicate with later, I guess would that be both sides um, of the argument for the most part
3: the the, i guess the corroborating evidence of of injured cold was that this wasn't an isolated incident um the 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 man that encountered him in the highway had the most descriptive incident um but around that time the 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 mothman sighting happened the silver bridge collapsed Uh, a lot of government agents were in the town of point pleasant essentially interviewing people um and, and going around and back in the day government agents were pretty common in West Virginia due to the location of uh the National Radio Quiet Zone um several of the bunkers that they would of course you know the, the White Spring and at 76 but also the uh, you know the Greenbrier in real life um a lot of them were involved in in kind of going around and making sure that was kept hush hush uh but th- they were in town after that but they had permission and it seems like that there was somebody that was also trying to pass off as one of them that was trying to get into people's houses interview people talk to people uh it was acting very strangely in that same like almost too nice dressed too strangely like and not, mm. not, it was like a like a they were peacocking or something like just like that dis- disheveled suit look right that all right. From that story
2: like it was a bad disguise and, right. and so that sense of that person, if that is also injured, cold is that they were acting as either somebody who was like interviewing people for for news reasons or for their own curiosity. And they were able to get in and out of places because people assumed they were a government agent of some sort. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the, the setup there is that like there's this like they're gathering information, that kind of thing, which ties to this character in the game as well. The idea that he's looking for, you know, interesting sites to see and and all of this stuff. And where should I go check out? Oh, thank you for that tip. That sort of thing.
3: Right. uh, Essentially, that's the connecting point of this person and all the all the corroborated stories is looking for information on stuff Uh, and is trying not to be too uh, conspicuous with a lot of their movements and is trying to seem very pleasing um, in that regard.
2: Right. Which by, that time, it, in itself is suspicious.
3: <laughs> right. It's but weird. I mean, also during that time, you got to to think about it like ju- the, the writer of the Mothman Prophecies, John Keel, was on site in Point Pleasant after this Silver Bridge collapse and was also questioning residents. So you've got these cryptozoologists <laughs> also running around town questioning people. You've got local papers going around town, national papers going around town questioning people because it's not often a bridge collapses like that. And then you've got the government and they're questioning people. So There have been reports of, like, this guy standing over people's beds uh, during that time and then, like, racing out of the room, like, is not exactly socially adept in that regard to gather that information.
2: Got it. Got it. So would it be possible to say that many people were seeing strange things and unable to explain them clear enough so that multiple different kinds of strange things all get grouped together. So, for example, you know, like, oh, so-and-so down the street was visited by a cryptozoologist in an ill-fitting suit who was trying to be pleasant and smiling. And yet this other guy on the other side of town was visited by a government agent who was asking questions. And then, oh, the person who came to my house was a third person. But just in general context, how are you going to describe them? Well, they were all men. They were all very try to be very ple- pleasing and, you know, make the situ- situation comfortable because they're trying to get information out of people. And they also happen to be wearing ill-fitting suits.
3: Right. It, eventually, you know, with the lack of that information, you, you kind of get this, you, people have the bad memories in general. And so when they remember stuff like that, it's like they can point out those kinds of details of like how oh, that seemed, if it seemed weird to you, then most likely you're going to remember that person being a little bit off-putting. Um, but if you have an interaction like that, but it's also like, I would get, um, uh, all points bulletins in college where someone would commit a crime on campus and they're like, all right, watch out for the white guy in jeans and a hoodie and brown hair. And we're like, <laughs> that's like,
2: right. yeah, that's like at least 30% of the population of the campus. Awesome.
3: Down. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It, it, that's the the problem with language is that multiple things are very vague when you describe them and they can represent many of the same things. Right. Right. So um yep. sorry. Did you have something else?
3: Uh, it, it's interesting because like when you it's garnered its own mystery and it's hard to it's hard to identify like what's more important in that story based on media today, because Mothman prophecies isn't actually about Mothman. It's more about Richard gear, uh, trying to avoid injured cold. <laughs> the, um,
2: the movie you're talking about the movie from what yeah. the nineties was that 92 or something like that.
3: Yeah. 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 Pretty. Much.
2: Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, but that's where it, it became even more popular and the popular conscience was the movie and, uh, you know, the book then sold more and all of that. So if we get to the end of the story about injured cold, where does that go? Like, what are the, uh, is he seen mostly through that? Through that winter and then the stories just kind of fizzle out or does he show up other places i know you've said that he's been seen multiple places across the country does the story go into other things and continue on for a while how does how does that happen
3: i'm not sure about i'm honestly i'm not sure about how it continues on because it's it's garnered such a um uh such an acclaim i would say that, that a lot of people have had an encounter or something and have made their own story about the, their encounter of, of of what everything is so but nothing you know b- back in the days before a cell phone like when you know you had to turn the wheel of the telephone i think that there was a lot more stuff to be like reported on and gathered um, of these kind of like, you know, for all intents and purposes, urban myths and legends um, that that I don't, I think that from there, it just kind of fizzled out. Um, so nothing, no major, no major plot points yet as to uh, the return of injured cold in the real world. Right, <laughs> right.
2: Yeah. Maybe a few stories by somebody who saw somebody in a suit and was asking questions had a smile. And so people go, oh, that's similar to this other story that we know from, you know, years before. But there's not really a conclusion to this. It's not like they figured out who the guy was or or brought somebody in and you know realized that, oh, well, this is just the reporter this is, he looks very similar. He's the reporter from like the local t v station who just kept showing up and doing the thing, and oh man, he looks a lot like everybody's been describing there's no like there's no conclusion to this.
3: There's no conclusion. Um, there's other strange stories from the area around that time, like a man wrapped in tinfoil is floating above the elementary school. That's a real thing that apparently happened um, <laughs> so in the, in the area around the exact same time. So I think everybody was a little freaked out. Um, and so there was no other, essentially a sighting of him outside of that Mothman incident in that area. Um, it seems like that much like Mothman, uh, he will appear when he is looking for something much like Mothman appears anywhere in the world for when there's something bad about to happen, something tragic
2: that they're warning people about possibly. So, okay. So let's get back to the game side of this. And Mm -hmm. as we know, in the real world, Indra Cole doesn't get solved. We don't really know necessarily if it was a real person or not. This is all very open-ended. Do you see potential for this character in the game to show up in other ways? possibly I, do you think we'll see I think so. okay so w- let's speculate a little bit like if if we're the design team and we, we've done this before talking about fallout games like if we were the design team we now put him in here he's got like this little bitty part where he just kind of shows up and people are talking about him but hasn't really showed up for other stuff do do, do you think maybe some quests in the future are built out around this or uh, more location stuff or maybe the cults maybe you get to see him among cult members somewhere or next to a Mothman like a Mothman shows up and he's like behind some trees like he pops up as well with like a camera taking pictures or you know, like what kinds of things do you think might happen with this
3: um i think you're likely gonna see him in anything cryptid related um as far as a quest of impersonating something i if i if i had like the blank check of like oh how would you incorporate them and make it easy i would say probably the enclave does testing on you know a multiple super mutants and a number of the the different you know new variants of those that came with the game like there is like they're looking at creatures and how they react and so to me it would make sense that the enclave would be interested in cryptids themselves and even that one guy at foundation that um that, that does all your script he's really creepy Um, and Uh there's been connections that I think people have made or or have a theory that he's, um, a member of the enclave, uh, just by, by the way that he talks and looks kind of the blonde guy with the white t-shirt and the the hat, I believe.
2: Okay. Okay. So So he's he's just kind of hiding out among the foundation members.
3: Yes. Yeah. Essentially. Um, and so. I think likely in there, it would be interesting to see, you know, the the enclave is investigating some sort of cryptid situation and all here's injured cold. He's wearing an enclave uniform and he's trying to act like them to kind of almost like going for the same goal as them. But using that, um, you know, kind of doing like he did for the the actual mothman incident where he was trying to impersonate a government agent,
2: um, yeah. So we might see this character in different clothing, in different situations, even maybe not even drawing attention to himself, just showing up as part of the crowd or like somebody else in a room.
3: And Fallout has been known to do that with uh, uh, particular characters as well in the past.
2: Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, this is a big thing uh, that happens in Fallout 4. Um, Man, I think that's a really cool idea. Like, You have situations where weird stuff might be happening or he's just interested in gathering information and he's just a face in the crowd in another ill-fitting suit that's slightly different because it helps him blend in
3: i think if i could pitch him he'd be the big bad guy you know he's like silently like you know tickling the underbelly of all the different machinations of fallout 76 that's a great sentence i'd like everyone (laughs) to write that sentence down and take that home and put on their wall
2: tickling the underbelly of the machinations um I feel like that's an album name, not a band name. Uh, mm. So, all right. So I, I think that's basically it for Injured Cold. Any other final thoughts on this?
3: Uh, there's a lot of interesting stories that you can you can look up yourself. If you want to know more, um, you can read the book Mothman Prophecies by John Keel. It's not a great book for a read, um, but it definitely has some interesting factoids. Um, it's written in a very, um, uh, th- like, it is v- written very intellectually, I think um as like a reporter would write a non-fiction book but these sightings are in my opinion very fictional <laughs> <laughs> they come across
2: very ridiculous right so the tone it, it, of the writing and then the situations that happen are kind of in contrast with each other
3: exactly yes that's great that's great
2: well that's really cool well thank you for joining me dave and um, um Man, we're going to get together some more and talk Starfield coming up very soon. So if you are listening to this and you want to chime in, chime in. If you want to tune in, that's the word, to the Starfield Lorecast. That is currently up. We've got a few, well, there's about a dozen episodes that are up from the last few years as we were doing speculation episodes and all of that. Go check that stuff out now if you're interested in just some of the wackiness that we've put out there before we had a whole lot to talk about because they were a lot of fun. But those episodes are going to uh, get moved to... I guess we'll put them on a Patreon or something as we roll into like official episodes and we actually have real war war lore. Words are hard guys. Real lore to discover and talk about as we move forward.
3: We're moving those to wild space. That's in the outer rim.
2: (laughs) Move it to the (laughs) outer rim. Oh man. It's going to be hard not to just make all of these like, analogies to other space shows while we talk about
3: how do, you, how do you describe fantasy without talking about lord of the rings it's impossible it's Everyone impossible it a lord, you know like yeah
2: we'll we'll be referencing star wars and star trek and mass effect and the expanse and all of these other things all right well thank you for joining me dave uh i know you've got some other projects going on aside from starfield yeah. lorecast
3: Yes, uh, I run Rad Rolls, which is a tabletop role playing group. Uh, we started our show by doing original stories in, uh, Fallout using the official Fallout tabletop rolling role playing game by Modiphius. Uh, we're dipping our toes into something a little bit different and, uh, doing a playthrough of old school essentials, which is kind of like just the original D and D in an Elder Scrolls setting. So we're building custom settings for those. The current, uh, I guess arc of the story, which now we've deviated into arcs so you don't really need to know the full story you can just jump in whenever you want it is called uh creeping cryptid camp or cryptid camp creeping i forget which one <laughs> it has all three c's in there because uh-huh. i like alliteration um but it is involving several different cryptids from the new orleans area uh, a lot of different stories um including that you know nicholas cage has a pyramid that grants him immortality and uh, uh that the bigfoot down there actually really likes honey and lives on an island um nice it's a it's been a fun arc to record and we're still we're still going through it and recording so it'll be nice and long and big and lots of cryptid goodness
2: that sounds awesome that sounds awesome well good luck with that and yeah go check it out if you're listening to this on a podcatcher you can look that up and the name
3: again rad rolls
2: rad rolls just look up rad rolls you can tune into all the the wacky fun fallout goodness from that so thank you for tuning in everybody thank you for being here i will be back next week with another episode and of course you know where my shows are robotsradio.net. and you can check out all the other shows that i do as well so go check those out and thanks for being here stay safe out there and uh if you see a smiling man in a weird suit uh i don't punch him see if he turns into smoke that's probably bad advice all right see you next time plug into everything else we're doing. Check out robotsradio.net. Reach out to me on Twitter at robots underscore radio. Check out the Robots Radio Rocket Club where you can join me and a bunch of our other creators creating your podcast, starting a new podcast, or helping your current podcast grow. There's more information about that on robotsradio.net as well. And you can always talk with us and the entire community, over 2,000 people on the Robots Radio Discord come join us. We'd love to chat with you. See you guys next time.